Hello, and welcome back to the Mid-Level Exception. Uh, my name is J.D. Young, and as always, I'm joined by our, my co-host, Rodney Dario. Say hello, Rodney. Hello there. Uh, bring up back Obi-Wan with the return of Clone Wars, so I haven't got a chance to watch it yet, but that is a weekend plans. Uh, so uh, we did want to apologize. Only one episode last week. Uh, my bad. The Sharks schedule was a little funky last week so but i think we have things figured out now so we'll be able to get uh two episodes a week out to you guys uh and we're really excited with the our next kind of project so we're going to be starting to look at every nfl team uh and where they're sitting right now going into free agency in the draft so we're really doing our homework on this going through their cap uh looking at their free agents potential free agents that they could be signing their strengths and weaknesses and trying to kind of play GM for each team. Uh, so, but before that, we do want to kind of touch on some of the news in the NFL. Uh, right now, the big thing is the NFL, they're uh, looking to try to get a new CBA done, but we don't really want to talk about that yet because it's still kind of up in the air. But one of the things that has kind of come out is the potential of adding a extra game to the regular season. So that would put each team at 17 games played and then adding an extra uh playoff team so instead of your six for the afc and six for the nfc it would be uh seven with uh the number one c getting a bye and then all the other teams would have to play each other uh rodney where do you want to start do you want to start with the extra long the longer season or do you want to start talking about the playoffs um we can start about the the, the season i mean if i mean it's been talked about like reducing the you know the amount of preseason games but also you know kind of the owners don't want to give up that game so i think it's kind of a win-win i mean more more games that actually count i'm i'm kind of okay yeah. with that i'm kind of favor that um not just okay actually i like it um i figured even cut the preseason game down to one less to just make it two but you know Owners don't want to do that, but no, I kind of like it. Um, and um, did they discuss anything about maybe an extra bye week? Or are they just keeping the same one week? I've um, heard week? that they would potentially add a second bye week, which I think is smart with how physical football is. Um, and then that would, you know, kind of give teams a little bit more rest in the season. But yeah, and, uh, I, yeah, and I think too, it'll, you know. Um, extended an extra week too, so I think that's always good. Um, they want uh, probably fewer teams, I guess. Well, not fewer teams, but um, more so meaningful football later yeah. in the season. Exactly. That's what that's what I was going to. Um, and then, like you said, if hopefully they had that second bye week because seventeen games is kind of brutal. I mean, sixteen is already brutal with only one bye week, especially for the teams like well, my Niners. Their bye week last year or this this past season was week four. You know, it's crazy yeah. early. I mean, uh, so. the Dolphins a couple of years ago when they had the first game of the season was canceled because of the hurricane. And then they said it a bye week, like week one, and they had to play 16 games in a row. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's brutal. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I'm, I'm in favor of the, the actually kind of, uh, I don't know, I'm still debating about the playoff thing. What do you, what, what do you think? What's your initial? Uh, so I'm on? actually, Kind of, there's my one thing about the going with the um, 
the extra game uh, is how do you know if a team is really mediocre? Because like when you see a team that's eight and eight, you're like, okay, that team is, you know exactly what that team is. Yeah. But like with the now, like you know, teams will either be uh, nine and eight or eight and nine, and uh, like just the OCD in me is really like doesn't enjoy that. But uh, I mean, I, I I offer more fo- more meaningful football. Uh, I'm always for that, you know. And I think getting rid of the preseason is is good too, just because the preseason's garbage and. Most of the time, the teams kind of have their uh, their rosters basically set by the fourth preseason game anyway. There might be a handful of jobs here and there, and it's usually those jobs. It's Those guys are potentially to be cut anyway during the season when they're trying to turn the bottom of the roster anyway. So, um, yeah, I'm whatever. I mean, potentially more fantasy games, which is good too, I guess. So, yeah. But the yeah, I'm, I'm with you with the playoff thing because that seventh seed is going to be like how many teams were there's been, a, you know, or how many seasons has there been where, you know, a team that might have, let's say, double digit win, like 10 wins or more actually gets, you know, not into the playoffs. It doesn't happen very often. It doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. So that as often it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. So there's going to be more nine and, you know, well. You know, well, not 99 or nine and uh, <laughs> 17. God, I can't even do the math right now in my head. Yeah, nine so, and eight teams, I guess. Yeah, nine and be. eight teams. Yeah. You know, so I think this year it would have been the Steelers with whatever conglomerate of quarterbacks they have between Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. And then um, it was it the Cowboys, I think, potentially. I don't even know who would have been the NFC. But it's like those teams, like, I'm sorry, you've had all season. And then if, like if you can't make a playoff run, like you're just gonna get to the playoffs and just get creamed anyway. Yeah. And then all you're kind of doing is risking uh you know, that second seed where like you know, if they're having to play an extra game, that's an extra chance for like those guys to get hurt and stuff. Um, I mean uh, again, I'm all for it's football that one seed kind of. Yeah, it makes that they're one even, seed super shooting, important. But man, they have a huge advantage with that yeah. because the only team being the bye week, so I mean, so I mean, it'll make the race for the one seed um, real exciting if it's, you know, if there's, but usually, I mean, anyway, you know, it's not like there's, you know, four teams going, oh, you know, all the, all up for the number one seed, you know, that's pretty yeah. exclusive too. It's, it's so it's, I don't well, know. this year in the NFC was a little bit different because you had Go going into the final weekend, you had, the Niners, the Saints, the Packers, and then Seattle, they all had a shot for the one seed going into the last weekend, which would, but that's kind of rare. Usually it's basically the way, you know, like uh, the Ravens had it locked up. It was basically down to the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Patriots for the one seed, and the Ravens locked it up pretty quickly. And then, um, yeah, it's, I don't like, that one seed is super important. If this happens, it's just going to become even more important. Yeah. Yeah. I, f- I mean, I forgot about the, the race kind of this year, but I just, I'm just thinking of years past where, yeah, you know, it was like, Hey, it's the Pats, you know, I mean, or, you <laughs> it's know, always or, the Pats. yeah. And then, um, the NFC, there's always seemed to be, you know, the one team that kind of takes hold of it, but 
yeah, I, I'm I'm all in favor of extending the season, but I I'd like to keep the the NFL playoffs exclusive. I mean, because all the other leagues, it's like over over half the teams make it. It doesn't make it. I mean, yeah, it doesn't. And that first you know, like first round's always kind of eh, anyway, you know, in, in all in like NBA. Yeah, I think with the NFL playoffs, they're such they're so perfect. Uh, just the way they're formatted. Uh, like you never really see the upsets as much as you like you see some upsets, but it's not as uh as diverse. Like NBA playoffs is basically like for the most part, it's pretty chalk with the NBA playoffs. Um hockey playoffs, it's kind of crazy. You never know what you're gonna get with the hockey. Uh but yeah, I feel like the NFL is it's the best format. And you usually you kind of I think the best we can have of NFL playoffs is the divisional round. Yeah. Uh, but NHL playoffs are those are the most intense. So those those are the ones that take years off your life watching NHL playoffs. <laughs> yeah. So I mean in baseball too, like the I mean there's the some seasons where the, the lower seed kind of gets hot, you know. Yeah. I mean probably they have a lot of you know, more wild card teams kind of make make a little run. But um, you know, yeah, I mean look at our Giants yeah. in you know like 2012 and yeah. yeah. But definitely. Um, but yeah. Um moving on. Yeah. So um so let's get into so the start of the breakdown. Uh since everybody always starts with AFC East, we're gonna go the exact opposite and we're gonna start with Rodney's home division of the NFC West. Uh, so we're going to go in order of where they finished last season from worst to first. Uh, and then again, so we'll be kind of talking about where they're sitting right now in the off season, uh, kind of what's on their horizon and then kind of a big question and prediction of for the team during the off season. So Rodney, tell us about the Arizona Cardinals. All right. So the Arizona Cardinals um, last year, they went five and 10 and or five, five, 10 and one. God, those ties suck. Um, <laughs> they were last in the NFC West. Um, so the their cap situations, they have about fifty-two million, which is as far in terms of league ranking, that's eleventh. Uh, draft pick wise, they have all seven of their picks, um, or pick in each round, um, and some of their key free agents. Uh, one, they actually re-signed DJ Humphreys, signed to a three-year deal i think it was like 29 million guaranteed and uh yeah so some other notable free agents like kenyon drake uh rondy gunter charles clay you know to name a few uh and just looking around seeing you know what kind of the rumors are some of their free agent targets could be like uh jimmy smith uh and a lot of teams looking for o-line help you know brandon sheriff was definitely on their list um so as far, and as far as a, uh, a whole with the with the Cardinals, I mean, you know, Fitz, Fitzgerald's back for his like 50th season, you know? <laughs> um, and uh, but he's still, I mean, still productive, man. That guy's that guy's a machine. Yeah, uh, he was productive last year, but he definitely took a step back in the the Cliff Kingsbury offense. Uh, you don't know if that's maybe just a product of the offense design or if i mean he's you know definitely has lost a step but he you know he's one of the like most you know best tacticians on the field yeah yeah i mean he's still i mean 
he still gets open. I mean, yeah, okay, he's a lot. You know, he's obviously lost his stuff, but I mean, it, even just watching him, he just somehow just gets open. Third, you know, third downs. It's big. Yeah. He still led them in touchdown passes, touchdown receptions. I mean, with four, but you know, um, what but, what do you think are the Cardinals' biggest needs in the off season? So I think they definitely need to protect Kyler Murray. I mean, yeah. he got. I mean, he was sacked or read somewhere forty eight times. Oh, Jesus. So, you know, I don't know if re-signing Humphreys. I mean, you know, whatever you think about him, but they, I guess, with re-signing him, you know, that kind of opens up their, you know, that first pick. And so, what, you know, to fill another lead, another need. Yeah. You know, they need offensive line help, obviously. Um, I think edge rusher, you know, they they let go of Suggs. So, I mean, they got Chandler Jones, but they need somebody to obviously compliment him. Then, you know, mm-hmm. with Kenyon Drake being free agent too. So, and the kind of interesting thing um, is like, well, what do they do with David Johnson? I mean, yeah. You know, what do you, do you see him on the team next year? I mean, I, his cap hit is not pretty. Um, he, he definitely, did not have a good year last year. He was one of like the worst running backs in the league. Uh, his cap hit right now going into next season, uh, if they cut him, is a $16 million cap just to get him off the t- uh, cap hit, just to have him off the team. That's a dead cap hit? That's the dead cap hit, yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, yeah. And then it's a $3 million in the year after. So, um, yeah, I... I, I don't. I, I honestly, I don't know what to do because you can't, unless you trade them and then you kind of eat like some of that money, but and try to find and then maybe attach an asset to it, um, a la, like a NBA trade. But still, like, I don't know if maybe I don't know if he wasn't fully healthy or who knows. It just. I've like you've done like he was so good and then he basically signed that deal in 2018 and he got hurt and got hurt, basically yeah. has been just not the same guy. Not the same. Nope. And like it seems, yeah. And I know he frustrated a lot of fancy owners. Oh yeah, they're they'd say, Oh yeah, he's he's active, and then they're thinking, you know, all year they're getting the David Johnson role and yep. it's just not happened. And and it's been their backups, you know, it's been Drake, it's been Chase Edmonds who've been so I mean they even though Drake's a free agent, I mean he did so well for them. I mean yeah, I, I could and see they they've talked about back. to bring him back, yeah. Yeah. And I think he wants to go back too. Yeah. So I mean you get him and Edmonds and then I mean you do have fifty two million in cap space. I know that's not how you want to do it, but I mean, if you just want to move on, you move on, I guess. But yeah. Um but they, I mean, with that much, I mean, they can kind of start to build, you know, especially work on that offensive line because, gosh, I mean, Kyle Murray's definitely, you know, obviously the mobile quarterback that he is. But, you know, even he's, being that mobile, he's still sacked that many times. As that's I, a lot, yeah. I mean, you see Russell Wilson. We know how elusive he is, but, you know, you know, we'll, we'll get to the Seahawks later. But, again, you know, he's like running, you know, running for his life back there. And yeah, he still gets sacked a lot. So, um, what is your biggest question for the Cardinals for the off season? Yeah, so I think re-signing Humphreys is kind of I touched a little earlier as far as okay, what what do they do with that first round pick? Yeah. So they by re-signing Humphreys, I mean they 
they can use free agency to, to address the rest of the needs on the off- offensive line. So I think it's like a big opportunity to, to talk to some teams who are in love with that second batch of quarterbacks after um, Burrow, Tua, and uh, Herbert, you know, the Jordan Love the and uh, Jacob Eason. So if, you know, teams love their want their quarterbacks, love their quarterbacks, and they mo- always move up to get them. So I think eight's like a good spot to where they can trade back, uh, get some more picks. And yeah, because they just they just need talent. They have needs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and just you know that's a, a, like one of the surefire ways to 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 get your depth. So that's what. Yeah, just kind of curious what they're you know what they're gonna do with that pick. All right, and then yeah, I'm right there with you. I think too. Also, with the quarterbacks being a priority, you always have like guys who should be top five picks fall like her top fights talent wise fall. So they might be able to get themselves a nice blue chipper at the eighth spot, or if they want to trade back with a team that's trying to acquire more talent um, or acquire that quarterback. And then they can get themselves a nice haul to try to, uh, you know, get more pieces. So, cause yeah, I, I feel like they, I think we're both on the same page with Kyler Murray where we like him and we think he's going to be, uh, he's going to be a good quarterback, but yeah, you got to protect your quarterback and you got to surround him with star with, with players. So playmakers. No. Yeah. I think Kyler Murray's on his way. I mean, you know, he yeah. definitely showed flashes and was really good in some games. Um, yeah. And so I, th- I, you know, I think they, they got their quarterback. They just yep. need to, like you said, protect him, get him some weapons, you know, as, and, uh, all right. So, what's your prediction? What's your bold offseason prediction for for the Cardinals? I don't know if this is bold. I mean, I guess it, everyone you can kind of see this happening, but I think at some point before the season starts, I think Larry Fitzgerald's going to you know announce he's going to say, "Hey, this is a this is going to be my last year," just to, so he can kind of get that you know farewell tour that you know so deservedly you know yeah uh, um, des- deservedly deserves you know you know what I was going to say, but. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so kind of be you know the fell world fell world tour and uh, get his Dwayne Wade tour, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and you know he's he's been such a a pro's pro, you know, just just the role model, you know, you know, and, yeah. Uh, and so I think yeah, they got it. They're gonna give him his farewell tour and be you know treated as such as you know future Hall of Famer first ballot. I think so. All right, here's a list of every quarterback who's thrown a touchdown pass to Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, so we have Kurt Warner, Carson Palmer, Josh McCown, John Skelton, Matt Leinart, Kevin Cobb, Derek Anderson, Drew Stanton, Blaine Gabbert, uh, Sean King, John Navarre, Richard Bartell, Brian St. Pierre, Max <laughs> Hall, uh, and then uh, you can now add. Uh, when was this from? But yeah, it's that's the type of quarterbacks he's had to deal with his yep. life. So yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. And then one definitely stands out. <laughs> yeah, Max Hall. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So all right, the underrated years of the Cardinals. Yes. All right. So, all right. So, on. moving on, uh, the next is the uh, 
St. or not St. Louis, the LA Rams. Well, I did it again. Uh, they finished last year nine and seven, uh, third in the NFC West. This was definitely a disappointment after their Super Bowl run the previous year. Uh, their cap situation is not that great. Uh, they're a, a little under 15 million in cap space, which is about 24th. Um, they have six draft picks, but they don't have their first rounder having traded it and having traded their next like 20 years of draft uh, first rounders. Um, so yeah, they're, they have uh, a two, three, a couple fours, a six and a seven. So they're going to have to, this team, I think is going to have to try to free up some cap space to be able to help their needs. Um, I think their biggest needs are actually their lines. So their they need their offensive line went underwent a transformation last year. Uh, they got a lot younger. They lost some pieces, and then they weren't as good as they were the year before. Um, and then they need an edge rusher. So especially with some of their free agents, um, Corey Littleton is a free agent. Um, Andre Whitworth is a free agent, but I believe he's going to come back. He's like. 39 and then uh, Dante Fowler is also a free agent as well as Michael Brockers. So they do have some kind of important pieces that are free agents that they're going to have to try to sign. Um, so, and then also uh, McVeigh replaced two of his coordinators. So he uh, got rid of Wade Phillips. And so he brought in a new offensive coordinator and a new defensive coordinator. So I think we're going to uh, definitely see something, uh, a little bit different than what we saw last year. So what is, what's your, I guess, snapshot of the current state of the, the St. Louis uh, Rams, <laughs> the St. Louis Rams. I think they moved to LA. That's my biggest. No, no. <laughs> uh, but I think they're they're This is an important off season for them. Uh, they've kind of locked up their core. They've, you know, spent a lot of money. They've made a lot of flashy moves. And they've kind of put themselves in a predicament right now. I mean, I know you can, it's kind of easy to open up cap space in the NFL, especially with contracts not being um, guaranteed. So they could cut, uh, you know, like Clay Matthews, they could cut Clay Matthews and save about $4 million there. But I think, you know, they're, they really need to try to kind of shake some stuff up, especially with how the rest of the NFC West is improving. And, you know, they don't want to go from basically a Super Bowl uh, runner up to, you know, potentially last in the division because you're kind of stuck without being able to make any moves. Yeah, what's crazy is I saw, you know, because the Lions made Darius Slay available. <laughs> and I don't know if this is a joke or whatever, but, you know, r- the Rams were rumored, you know, that's one of the things. It's like, okay, it's. Just- <laughs> <laughs> they obviously have one strategy. Yeah, just get the <laughs> best guy. They they just get the best guy on the other teams and <laughs> yeah. get rid of your first round picks. <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, who's like who? Uh, who do you think they should pick up? Uh, I think so. Uh, so some of their free agent targets are going to have to kind of go a cheaper. Um, so maybe like that kind of second wave of guys. Uh, so they could be targeting like Shaq Lawson or Vinnie Curry. Um, yeah. So some guys to try to help fortify that line and then, yeah. uh, you know, then try to help the middle of their offensive line with like uh, Glasgow or Ben Garland, you know, so ben Garland. 
Niners great Ben Garland. Yeah. So guys who, you know, they're not going to be that first wave of like, uh, you know, like the first day when Schefter's tweeting out, okay, here's these guys are going here for a bajillion dollars. Yeah. Uh, so they have to kind of be a little bit more frugal. Yeah. Know? Yeah. They are. They. And then, so what's, uh, so what do you think's their biggest question? Uh, going into the off season. Yeah. So I kind of, as I was kind of mentioning was last season, more of a blip on the radar or is just, did they kind of peak and then now this is what their team is where they're they're kind of stuck with their team and then kind of another one is so like do the rams have buyer's remorse on todd Gurley? so you know they gave him a a huge contract and then now like he definitely wasn't the same guy they weren't utilizing him as much as they've had in the past and now they're paying him a ton of money and they are kind of stuck on his contract as well. Um, so according to Over the Cap, uh, his, if they were to cut him outright, they his dead cap hit next year would be uh, $20 million. <laughs> <laughs> And then the year after that would be $8.5 million, and then the year after that would be $4 million. Sorry. So, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so he signed. Yeah, so don't sign running backs. That's the moral of the story. Don't give running backs a lot of money. What? Uh, so I mean, do they? If they do, let's say they do give like what's? Do they say? I mean, I know the the dead caps a lot, but what's? You know, is there any? Is there anything that's going to go at least a little bit into that twenty? <laughs> as far uh, as usable cap. <laughs> well, uh, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's a lot of money to sit on. Like that, that's, I mean, that's basically that, you're paying a quarterback there. That's quarterback money. That's yeah. Your, oh, that's definitely yeah. That's Mike Lennon money. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> you can get yourself a nice Mike Lennon. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so, so that leads, you know. So, what's I kind of sense a theme here. So, what is your bold offseason prediction? I so my bold off season prediction is I actually think they get out of the Todd Gurley contract. Uh, I think oh. they, I think they tr- find a trade partner who um, they can because they need picks, right? Um, so I think they can flip Gurley, maybe you know, eat a little bit of the cap or something. But I'm sure they can find. There's money out there. Find a team that needs kind of the you know needs a running back and flip him for some picks. So that's my prediction is Todd Gurley is on another team next season. Wow. That's pretty bold. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, man. That's I a just, lot of... Man, just, how are they going to get rid of him? I know he's... Man, it's not like... You know, because we see this all, all the time in NBA where, you know, teams with cap space, here, just give us a draft pick, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, doesn't happen often, you know. But I mean, I think I don't think he's like what like is he the same player he was two years ago, where he was arguably the MVP of the league, you know, leading the Rams towards the Super Bowl, uh, one of the greatest offenses we've seen, you know, in the past, you know, 10, 20 years. Uh no, he's not that player. Is he still a top 10 running back? I think he could be, you know, especially if on the right team with a um you know, that's where he's not the f- 
the only focal point, I think he could still be a very effective player. Is he going to be worth the money? No, but if you're a team that kind of needs to make a needs to make a run, uh, you know, you've been kind of stuck in the middle for all these years. Yeah. Like Todd Gurley could be actually, you know, it would be a night a really great uh, Todd Gurley on uh, the Rams. Not the Rams. Uh, the <laughs> yes, Todd Gurley whoa, and the Lions. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Yeah. that's even bolder than your prediction. Yeah, Todd Gurley and the Lions, where they they haven't had a running game forever, and then put him with Matthew Stafford. So yeah, like I think, and then the Lions have nobody's cared about the Lions forever, so it kind of gives them a little bit of pop. Yeah. So yeah, I was, before you suggest, I was good about to go through at least some of the teams with yeah. the, with the most cap space to see you know who would actually. So let's just go like let's go top five here. You know, yeah. would would this team trade for Todd Gurley? So number one, Dolphins. I've I've heard whispers of that too. Uh, I they need a running back like badly when uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick leads your team in rushing. You probably yeah. need a running back. So yeah. I've heard that one. They have a bajillion cap, a bajillion picks, and a ton of cap space. So yeah. they like I I could see that. And they were even during. Uh, when he was drafted, they were really interested in drafting him. So okay. So um, next few Colts, Bills, Bucks. You see them? Uh, I mean, with all the, I think the Colts, like the Colts, are pretty frugal uh, with their money. Like they're only, they're pretty stingy. Yeah. Uh, but I could see, like the Bucks, they yeah, they, they could make like a flashy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, especially on a team weapons. that, yeah. like, you kind of feel like they should have been a playoff team last season if a couple things break their way. Yeah, uh, yeah, like that would that would make sense to me too. Yeah, no, yeah, I'd, oh, man, that offense, that offense would be ridiculous. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, he wouldn't have to touch the ball, you know, three hundred times a season. No, like he yeah. could, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to like insinuate he was like trash now but he's definitely not the same right why now. do you hate Todd Gurley <laughs> <laughs> but also like I don't think you know if the Rams looking for him I don't know I don't, I don't think a team's gonna give him a first no they're not gonna get a look into yeah but first, I'm just saying but, I, I mean, know that's could. probably theoretically like when you see, think Todd Gurley you can trade him it's like oh he's got to be worth a you know no you know, I would say first, like if you could now, get you know if you could get like an early third I think you would pull it I think if you're the Rams you pull the trigger on that yeah yeah, especially with the team taking the salary, so you can't. They're not going to really be willing to. Get yeah. Uh, so. Yep. Yeah. If you could do that, and then that frees up your. Yeah, that gives you room to do other stuff, and especially because uh, the Rams, it, like their backup running backs, uh, looked pretty good last year too. Um, yeah, you know, they had Daryl Henderson. Yeah. Yeah, they they look. It's not hard to find a running back. No. <laughs> And they could always bring back uh, the ageless wonder, C.J. Anderson. Yes, from Vallejo. (laughs) All right, moving on. All right, so next we have the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, They went eleven out. I'm checking out here first. Okay. Uh, So they were. Yeah, (laughs) sorry. They went eleven and five last season, uh, second in the NFC West. Uh, They made the playoffs. Where they lost in the divisional round to the uh, Green Bay Packers. And that game, I felt like if they had one more drive, they might have pulled that one out just because they pull out every game ever. So <laughs> uh, cap situation. So they're looking pretty good. Uh, they have a little under 51 million in cap, free cap space, which is uh, 12th. Uh, they have 
eight picks in the upcoming draft, including two second round picks. So they've kind of set themselves up nicely, especially from a couple of years ago where they had four picks and they kind of, they're always one of those teams that trades back. So like I would expect them to do the same thing with their first round pick. Uh, to trade back and try to acquire more picks. So uh, free agents for them. Uh, I think the biggest one is uh, Jadavian Clowney. So they traded for him last season. And then they uh, he had a okay year. He was kind of hurt for a bunch of the year. But I don't think he was as impactful as they would have hoped. And then they have uh, some other defensive line uh, free agents as well. Uh, they've already had one made one big signing. They did sign Greg Olson to a one-year $7 million contract. I know, Rodney, you were not very happy when they did that. Yeah, no. Anything that helps Seattle, I mean, <laughs> I'm all against, you know. Yeah. And I'm surprised they have that much cap space because um, I figured. But, you know, they being as successful as they are, usually such successful teams usually kind of don't have that much space. You know, yeah, I think for them, their defense is really young, so they don't really have too much money tied up there. And then same thing with their wide receivers. So like all their wide receivers are still pretty young. Um, and they so again, they don't have to tie up a lot of resources there. Um, I think Lockett is probably what the elder statesman. And yeah. he... Yeah, he just signed a new contract. And even his contract's not even that bad. So he signed a three-year, uh, uh, let's see, 2018, he signed a three-year extension for $31 million, which is kind of looking like a deal right now. Oh, that's a steal right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. So where he's, you know, when he's healthy, he's the top 15 wide receiver. And you're, yeah, you're not paying him too, too much. So, yeah, definitely. What do you think uh, their their needs are? Uh, just like every other team, uh, offensive line, uh, we kind of touched on it before, but Russell Wilson is scrambling for his life way too much. That's, I mean, part of it is just, it's, that's Russell Wilson style play, but also at the same time, like you got to protect your franchise quarterback. So, and then I think they need to get some more playmakers on the secondary, you know, they, the Legion of boom is no longer there and it just, you know, I think, um, trying to get some more, especially with the style of team that they have, trying to get some more playmakers uh, there. It's probably one of their big focuses. Who do you think uh, they'll be looking at free agent-wise? Um, I think they're going to kind of try to be smart with their money. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to re-sign Clowney. If, I, if it was me, I would let Clowney go. Um, I don't think he's worth the money that he's going to command. Um, you know, he... He's good against the run, but he does, he's not that like I'm gonna get you you know 18 sacks in a season type player. That the money he's gonna get paid kind of goes towards players like that. So um, so I think they're gonna try to be smart with their money, um, try to help out their um, defensive line. So I could see like a guy like Robert Quinn maybe coming in. Uh, you know they always seem to get guys like that who are maybe undervalued and don't have to pay him that much and then try to kind of coach him up a little bit. And then maybe like Karras or Glasgow, I guess we kind of mentioned already before, again, just trying to give Russell Wilson some more, some more help there. Yeah. And if they don't get him help, I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> so, so, and it, uh, yeah. 
Uh, but <laughs> I mean, I you know, I I joke you know about the Seahawks obviously because obviously the the rivals of the Niners, but it's all in respect, you know, because I it's all Russell Wilson and he's. I mean, just looking at the, you know, like I said, the line's not as good. I mean, his receivers, you know, he's got one good one, you know. I mean, it's still still ridiculous. So, um, so what's the uh, what's their biggest or what's um, a biggest one of the biggest questions uh, heading into the off season? Uh, I think their biggest question is we've kind of we talked about this on previous podcasts, but are they going to actually just like let Russell Wilson cook? Um, their team, they, their strategy seems to be, hey, we should try to run the ball and play defense. And then they get down by like 21 points in the second quarter. And they're like, oh, crap, uh, Russell, will you bail us out? Could yeah. you do that? That'd be great. Thanks. Uh, and then, of course, <laughs> and of course, guess what he does? He bails them out because yeah. that's what Russell Wilson does. So I think if they could... Um, Try. I think they have. I mean, you joke about their wide receivers, but I think they have some guys. Um, I forgot about DJ Metcalf. I, yeah, you know, I just can't believe I forgot about them. But yeah, no. Yeah, between like Lockett and then Metcalf. No, yeah, like, they're studs. They're studs. Yeah, yeah. They've got they've got dudes there, and like Metcalf's only twenty two. Like he's gonna get way better. Um. So yeah, I think they've like I would just like throw the ball sixty. 70% of the time with <laughs> Russell and then just yeah say let's go so um yeah, more exciting but I don't think that's even you know I, I know Pete Carroll is just gonna or, explode yeah. trying to do that but but I think yeah they need to open it up a little more like you said they, yeah they get too conservative and then you know it's both extremes like you said and like they'll seem conservative then all of a sudden they just you know just, just go <laughs> super aggressive go no huddle and all that and then yeah you know Russell's putting up 21 points in a blink, you know? Yep. Cause he's pretty good. Yeah. All right. What's your, uh, bold off season prediction. So I think, uh, they're going to sign cornerback, Chris Harris, who is a free agent. Um, I think they're going to kind of send him to like a one or two year deal, have him come in to help, uh, shore up that secondary. I mean, they have some young guys on the secondary who have uh, some promise, but I think getting Chris Harrison there, who I know he's on the, the back nine of his career, but I think in that system, he could come in and do do some good for the team. Yeah, I don't like that either. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I think they should, they should work on just getting more cap space. <laughs> they should tear down like the dolphin <laughs> tear it all down yeah. so man any final thoughts on the seahawks yeah i i mean the seahawks i love seahawks twitter and seahawks like fandom is it's great just because the seahawks twitter is like so analytically driven and that team is so not analytical it's <laughs> it's the best they love and hate their own team yeah um all right, so last team in the NFC West, you know, was first place, one NFC West, my Niners, 13 and three, were the first seed and had a 10 point lead in the Super Bowl. And, like and then you blacked there. out. And then <laughs> you I, blacked I like out. Stop there and pretend uh, we won our sixth. Are but you just you're waiting for your Super Bowl uh, shirts to come? You've ordered them, but they just haven't yeah, shown up. I got to go, you know. <laughs> 
off you know off seas to get those yeah. t-shirts um so yeah i mean their cap situation's a little tight 12 million uh, which is 26th in the league so um but i know they can i've been reading they've been they can do a lot of to to create more cap space with restructuring of, of deals and and uh, letting some some players go so um in the draft they have six picks um but only one first rounder and uh no second third or fourth they're gonna be but trading back yeah so the <laughs> all those trades yeah so i mean I, like i said i do see them trading back um but uh yeah all those picks are went to manuel sanders d ford so um and their potential free agents this year, or not potential, but free, you know, free agents mm-hmm. are Manuel Sanders, Eric Armstead, Jimmy Ward, are the three big ones. Yeah. Where so, do you think they need the to kind of shore up this offseason? So I think it all depends on what happens with those with the those three the three key free agents, you know, Armstead, Ward, and Sanders. Um, so if they're able to resign them, which I, I can see them doing. So I think the the two biggest needs are cornerback. Um, like you can see, especially in the playoffs, they the other team just attacked the other side. You know where Sherman was not, and so um, I got like they're attacking Witherspoon. Like they, you know that when Diggs beat Witherspoon on that big play, they are okay. He's out, and so they put Mosley in. And I like Mosley a lot. Um, I think he can develop into you know a good cornerback, um, but I. Feel better if they, you know, get maybe a veteran, um, not veteran that's older, but just maybe um, get some more experience in there. Yeah, experience like a. I know they've the rumors were you know talking about Chris Harris even before um, during the season as far as trading for him um, or somebody along you know along those lines, um, and then but also address it in the draft too. Um, so, um, and I think they need help on the offensive line, the interior offensive line. Mm-hmm. They got the bookends, but they probably, you know, the as far as the running game is concerned, the you know the, the interior line did great, but I think on passing downs they kind of struggled against um, good defensive linemen. Yeah. So those are the two I'd like to see addressed. And then if they don't sign Sanders, um, okay, I think they need – they still look for that one. They need that one. I mean, Debo's awesome. I think he can, you know, be an oh, eventual one. But they need somebody like like wow. a Sanders type, you know, like yeah. even uh, as far as targets are concerned. Like if – I mean, I know he's been kind of injury prone, but like an A.J. Green I think would fit great. Yeah. In that offense, that would because then Debo would be your like souped up Soup too, too. Yeah, who's gonna learn to become a one eventually? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, as far as like the draft too, um, you know, not having any sec, you know, second, third, or fourth, so I could see them trading back. Um, yep. But I could kind of even see. I mean, if they they figure out their cap situation, um, I could see them maybe even trading that a player you know like a upper tier player to address one of you know the receiver or cornerback position so 
And I think, right. yeah, I think Lynch likes to do that too. I think that's like, like the D, you know, we knew they were going to get, uh, they were going to drop Bosa, but then that D Ford trade kind of like, Oh, you know, like kind of came out of, uh, came out of nowhere. So I think, I think they do that. I think they make a, a splashy move. All right. So you feel pretty good about the direction of the team? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, geez, you know, it's like, Everybody's crapping on Jimmy, Jimmy G right now, but it's like his first full year as a starter, he took the damn Super Bowl. So, yeah. I mean, it's like, slow and down, your defense, you know? yeah. like you, you, you can't <laughs> give up. Yeah. So, no, what you they, you can't, but, yeah, their defense, if they don't lose Tyreek Hill, you know, who becomes wide open. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then also, um, second, you know, I think Jimmy G's going to take a next step second year. In Shanahan's offense, well, technically third now, you know, yeah, because um, uh, yeah, and then we saw the leap that Matt Ryan took. You know, he became freaking MVP. You know, I'm not saying Jimmy G's gonna be MVP, but you heard uh, it here first. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think he takes, you know, takes that next step in that offense. Yeah. So especially if they get him a like if they if uh, Shanahan gets his own. Nine, like Julio, you know, for this offense, I think uh, that that offense takes the next step. All right, what's your big offseason or your bold offseason prediction? All right, so I think I kind of said it a little uh, <laughs> uh, earlier here, um, but I I do think they make a splashy move. Yeah, like, you know, I'm not you know I'm not don't know if it's a Diggs, you know, or if it's a Green, or you know, maybe they somehow sneak in. They get Darius Slay. You know, I don't know. You know, but I think they they do a big move like that. They try to go all in this yeah. season. Yeah, um, I think they, yeah, because like I think if you ask like that the team, I don't think they were if going into the season last year, they probably didn't picture themselves as a Super Bowl potential team, and then it kind of just happened. You know, that they were a lot better than they thought they were. So I think. This year, they could be like, okay, we went to the Super Bowl last year. Like, how can we? What's those final couple pieces that we need to make ourselves a Super Bowl from a Super Bowl, you know, appearance to a Super Bowl winner? Yeah. And there was just like, yeah, they just couldn't make when they were, when the Chiefs were obviously making their run, you know, that's when their offense stalled. Yeah. So they need, you know, as many, you know, Kittle and Sanders and Samuel. And then it was just that O line couldn't hold up. To, to give Jimmy the time and they just need that go-to guy, you know, like uh, yeah. on the receiver wise. I mean, cause honestly, like kind of watching back, I mean, we're seeing some highlights or just, you know, reading with people like, you know, Jimmy G missed Kittle. Kittle was open like quite a number of times and it's kind of crazy that he would miss him, you know, like yeah. especially he's being the number one, but um, yeah. So I guess, again, I think Jimmy G gets more familiar. I think, they, yeah, they're. I'm, I'm kind of excited because I want to see what they're going to do because I know they want to. Obviously, they're going to. It's like they took that step early. Now yeah. it's now it's okay. They got that experience, you know, and you know now, you know they, of course, obviously got that pain, but hopefully that's more motivation. Yeah, Kittle said something along the lines of, I'm going to be back here, you know, 
Um, I'm gonna be, and he's gonna be. I'm gonna be back with a mfing vengeance. So, you know that. Just watching that just hypes me up. And then the, the, these guys are, you know, yeah, they're not gonna. You know, I know it's it's hard to make Super Bowl, especially when you're the you know the Super Bowl loser um, to go back there. But I don't know. I think they're all. I think they're set up for for success. I don't know. They might take a step back. Maybe not be the one seed. I guarantee they're well, you know, if they make the playoffs that they're no team's going to want to play them. So yeah. That's, that's my end. All on. right. Yeah. So that's going to about do it for us. Uh, no Palpatine award tonight. Cause we were both lazy trying to not lazy. We were busy doing our homework, trying to get this together. Uh, so uh, thanks again to you guys for putting up with us for another week. Um, so next episode, we're going to be doing the exact same thing for the AFC West. Uh, so we're excited to dig into the Super Bowl champs, or at least one of us is excited to dig into the Super Bowl champs. Not excited at all. And then uh, kind of McCall look out. at that division, which is very, I think it's uh, one of the more interesting divisions this season, this off season. So um if you want to if you have any questions for the show or want to reach us to uh, uh out to the show um you can uh email us at midexception at gmail.com and then or if you want to tweet at us you can find us on um at uh at midexception as well so um if you want to reach rodney on twitter you can find him at uh karate double underscore champ and then you can reach me on Twitter at my fryhole. Uh, also, if you want to listen to sharks only stuff, uh, you can find me five episodes a week on Locked on Sharks, where we kind of nice little like half an hour episodes where we go over and preview the games and any of the sharks news and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, so that's going to do it for us tonight. So, all right, Rodney, say goodbye. Have a good night, everybody.